Welcome to Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Onaway, Michigan. I'm Pastor Trent Wahlberg, and you're listening to Preaching and the Word. The word for the 12th Sunday after Pentecost comes to us from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. One Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching him carefully. And behold, there was a man before him who had dropsy. And Jesus responded to the lawyers and the Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But they remained silent. Then he took him and healed him and sent him away. And he said to them, Which of you, having a son or an ox that has fallen into a well on a Sabbath day, will not immediately pull him out? And they could not reply to these things. Now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited both of you will come and say to you, Give your place to this person. And then you will begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place, so that when your host comes, he may say to you, Friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at table with you. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. He said also to the man who invited him, When you give a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends or your brothers or your relatives or your rich neighbors, lest they also invite you in return, and you be repaid. But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours to Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. A few weeks ago, I had the honor of doing the invocation for the uh, 110th Wings 75th Anniversary Ball. After Lydia and I arrived, we met a few friends and started looking for a place to sit. As you might have experienced yourself, it can often feel kind of awkward trying to find a seat at a formal event. There were a few tables that were reserved near the front for the commander and the guests of honor and all the sort of dignitaries. But other than that, most of the tables were open. There were signs on the tables designating who sponsored the table, whether it was the mission support group or the air operations group or the, uh, the chief's council or whatever. We noticed that many of the tables had, were sponsored by the same groups and they all looked to be that way. And so we assumed that's how they all were. We found a spot that appeared open and we sat there. But before the festivities began, wouldn't you know it, the people who had sponsored the table wanted to sit there and so we got up and, and moved over. They were very nice about it. It was fine. We suspected that something like that might happen. We weren't really given clear instructions on the seating arrangement rules or, or how all that stuff would work out. My buddy Brian was especially kind of anxious that we were going to be booted off our table. So, but it was, it was all right. We ended up finding a table with a sign on it that said, this table is open to all. So we sat there feeling welcome and at ease, not afraid of being kicked out again. <laughs> We've all had these sort of awkward situations and social experiences, especially when it comes to seating. It can seem a bit absurd or silly when you think about it, but we all know that where you sit matters. 
You want to find a seat that suits you, where you are fit and where you feel welcome and at ease. You want to find a you. When you get on a plane, you go to your assigned seat, and if you see somebody sitting in your seat, that's an affront to all that is good and holy. <laughs> right? It's, that's your spot. You've got your seat, your pew, the place where you always go, the place where you belong. It's yours. It's holy. None can other touch it. It's set apart for you. A seat, whether it's at a table or at a game or on a bus or a plane or whatever it is, a seat signifies really where you belong. We all have an innate desire to belong. We all want a seat at the table. That's an expression for a reason. It matters to us. So when we see the connection between something as seemingly mundane as a place to sit and something as fundamental and existential to us as where we belong in the world, it begins to make sense that people fight over the best seat. You see, we just don't want to belong anywhere. All seats are not equal. There's a particular hierarchy of what's better And we all know it. It's intuitive to us. We want to belong where it matters. We want to belong with the in crowd, to be granted a seat at the cool kids' table and not off with the outcasts and the derelicts. The more exclusive the group, the better. It's great to be invited to a party, for instance, but it's even better to be invited to the after party with a close group of friends. That's more honorable. Where does instinct come from, I wonder? Clearly, it's programmed deeply within us. It transcends cultures. I think it has to do with our human desire to be close to God. God is the highest good at the top of the mountain, at the the highest seat in the highest heavens. And so as you climb the mountain and approach God at at the very top, the... The, uh, it becomes more exclusive as you go up, right? That's just how you know, the, the shape of it is oriented. The circles, as you progress inward to the innermost sanctuary, become smaller and smaller and smaller. Less people can fit into it. You have more people down in the peripheries, down in the bottom, until you finally reach the top. And so that's where you want to be. We want to be at the top of the pyramid, at the top of the ladder, with God, with the highest good, with the most excellent of all excellencies, as close as we can. In our fallen state, we often fight and scrap to get to the top. We play dirty games and climb the corporate ladder. We easily fall into a game of king of the hill, pushing others down in order to keep ourselves on top or to elevate ourselves in the chain of command. The Jews wanted to be clean so that they could approach the most holy place at the center of the temple, at the most high point, at the pinnacle of the temple, rather than it being relegated to the outside of the temple, to the court of the Gentiles, where the diseased, the dying, the unwashed common masses all live. They had their elite circles, and you're not allowed in. And if you want in, you've got to really work for it. We have these people still today. We have this same instinct ourselves when we try to um, 
uh, sort of exclude and push others down in order to lift ourselves up. We tear each other down in order to build ourselves up, kicking others outside so that we can stay in. If you are lower than me, then I, by default, must be greater than you. So one Sabbath, when Jesus went to dine at the house of a ruler of the Pharisees, they were watching carefully. They were watching him carefully because they wanted to put him down in order to lift themselves up. The rulers of the people recognized that Jesus was popular, and thus they could see an advantage in inviting him into their parties. It's not that, that, that the rulers of the, of the people particularly liked Jesus, but they had something to gain from him. They could increase their own status among the common folk by, and look like you know, leaders of the people by associating with Jesus. And at the same time, they could look for a way to knock Jesus down a notch, decrease his status while they're at it. It was sort of a, a, a no-lose situation for them. Why not invite him? But when a man with dropsy came in, who was much lower than them on the totem pole, who was unclean and stood before them, Jesus asked the lawyers and the Pharisees, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath or not? But before they could answer, Jesus healed the man, elevating his status so that he could now be welcomed back into polite Jewish society and enter the temple and be uh, sort of accepted again. And he sent him away. I think that this healing dropsy was the perfect segue for Jesus into talking about talking to the self-important Pharisees and lawyers about humility, about honor, and our true place in the world and our true place before God. Dropsy isn't the term that we use for this condition anymore. Now it's known as edema. It's the swelling of, uh, the swelling of limbs, usually uh, by retaining water, usually around joints. The man with edema, the lawyers and the Pharisees were not greater than this probably elderly man with a sort of swollen skin. Even though they sat in the higher seats of honor and authority, they were well respected by their peers, they had, his condition was really no worse than the Rome. They were puffed up and bloated in their own way. He was literally bloated in a way that you could see, in a way that Jesus could heal. You could see that he was healed. But those who sat in the seats of honor were puffed up with an edema of the soul. And so Jesus explained to them in a way that they could understand by talking about their fancy parties that they thought of so highly. See again what he says in verse 7. He told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed how they chose the places of honor. He saw that they were playing this game that we all play, where they tried to, you know, I guess, like play musical chairs and get to the, the best spot first, or the, at least the most honorable place they could get away with. Because where you sit is important. It shows in a tangible way where you belong, where you fit in the hierarchy. They puff themselves up to look important. And the problem with this, as Jesus said, is evident. Namely, when someone more distinguished than you is invited to the party and you are asked to move down lower, you go back to your seat with great shame. You kind of take the walk of shame back to the back of the line because you took someone else's spot. 
No one likes to be in that situation. That's kind of what we were afraid of at the Air Force Ball, to be asked to get up and move. It wasn't really a place of honor, right? We weren't up front where everyone could see us. It was sort of like, it wasn't a big deal. No one really noticed, whatever. It just wasn't where we belonged. We were, in a sense, pretenders, imposters sitting at that table, even though we didn't realize that it was taken. It didn't matter so much at that level anyways, but it would have been a real faux pas if we had tried to take the commander's table, right? Being asked to, to get up and make way for the commander and kind of move in front of everybody. People might have noticed that. You'd probably hear about it for, for a while. Now, maybe when, no one will ask you to move. You might get away with it. They might let you stay there and not say anything. That's fine. Some people are pretty good at maneuvering themselves into the highest position possible without getting caught. It's like the sly politician. Still, it's more honorable to be asked by the master of the house to move up rather than to be asked to move down. Jesus told them, when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place so that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you'll be honored in the presence of everyone. Jesus isn't giving this as sort of just advice for how to game the system, sort of by using like a fake humility to take a lower seat just so that you can get asked to move up. That's not the point. In the same way that you might not be asked to move down from your spot, you're probably less likely to be asked to move up. The commander could have said to me, hey, chaplain, why don't you and your wife uh, come, sit at me with my, some, come sit with me at my table? I didn't expect him to do that or in any way. None of that really matters. The point is what Jesus said at the end. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. The man who humbly came before Jesus, swollen with edema, was healed. But those who sort of puffed themselves up to be greater than they really were uh, would also be humbled, much to their chagrin. We like to think that we have control over our place at the table, that if we scrap and fight hard enough, then we can somehow steal the best spot. But ultimately, God is the one who will say to us, either friend, move up higher, or give your place to this person. The Lord both humbles the proud and lifts up the lowly. He graciously forgives the sinner and withholds forgiveness from those who think they need no forgiveness. After he addressed those who were invited, Jesus addressed the man who invited him. He said, when you give a dinner banquet, do not invite your friends and your brothers and your relatives and your rich neighbors, lest they invite you in return and you are repaid. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, the blind, and you will be blessed because they cannot repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. It's sort of the same principle as before. You don't seek your own glory, but the glory of others. Again, it's not that we're to invite those who cannot repay us so that God would repay us, that we would be blessed and uh, repaid at the resurrection of the just. That's not what motivates us to, uh, to show mercy to the poor and to the lowly. Rather, it's motivated by Christ, who has done all this for us. Though we were the poor and lowly, the edemic, swollen, prideful sinners, he showed us mercy. He granted us forgiveness. He has healed us. 
He says to us repentant sinners, friend, move up with me, move up higher, your sins are forgiven. Jesus has invited you to the banquet of his very own body and blood, though we are all poor, lame, and crippled, if not physically, then spiritually at least. We do not deserve to have a seat at his table. We do not belong in the presence of a holy God. But he has made us clean. He has washed us and made us worthy by the blood of the Lamb. Jesus doesn't just tell us to humble ourselves, to make ourselves the least, to take the lowest seat. He did that himself. He became the least, though he is one with God, exalted before all creation, through whom and by whom and for whom all things were made. He entered into his own creation to sit with sinners and to eat with us. He healed the sick, cast out demons, fed the hungry and raised the dead. But still, those who sought, who thought themselves as being important, scrapped and clawed for the best seat. They they, uh, didn't even hesitate to kill an innocent man. But those who humbled themselves will be lifted up. God has highly exalted Jesus and has raised him up from the dead and has seated him once again in his rightful place at the right hand of the Father. Jesus did all this, not for himself or for his own glory. He didn't humble himself and become the least in order to be elevated. I mean, he, he had that position before, right? Why, why would he uh, humiliate himself just to go back to where he had been at the Father's right hand? But rather, it was for you and for your glory that you would be lifted up so that you who die in Christ would be raised with him and seated with him at his table in the wedding feast that has no end. Jesus is the most honored guest And yet he humbled himself for you. So go and do likewise to the glory of God and not for yourself, to the honor of his holy name. Amen. Amen. May the peace of God pass understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, life everlasting. Amen. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support our ministry here at Holy Cross in Onaway, you can share this podcast and give us a five-star rating. If you would like to make a financial gift, please make checks payable to Holy Cross Lutheran Church and mail it to us at 3786 Glacier Road, Onoe, Michigan. That's G-L-A-S-I-E-R Road, Onoe, Michigan, 49765. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Welcome to Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Onaway, Michigan. I'm Pastor Trent Wahlberg, and you're listening to Preaching and the Word.